Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice Podcast. My name is Richard Brown, and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, today we're going to continue with the mini-series of uh, conversations, essentially, that Rupal Patel and I had around various matters relating to property. And today we're going to talk about the property reality check. Um, You can probably second-guess what that's about, but just to give you a couple of extra clues, if I say phrases like, trust your gut and don't believe the hype, you can probably tell the sort of direction of travel that we're about to head along. So we're going to come come up with that conversation in a minute, but just a quick note, a date for your calendars, mark the date down, Tuesday the 3rd of December in London town, we're going to have a uh, pre-Christmas TPV mastermind social dinner get together, so there we go. Uh, I'm going to be sharing the full details later, but I'm probably leaning towards goals, goals, goals. So obviously with the start of the new year heading ahead, let's maybe go into the festivities with uh, what we're planning to do next year ahead firmly in mind. So if you can make that event, look out for details via via our social channels and you're going to hear more about that in the coming weeks or so. But anyway, needless to say, I'm going to hand over now and let's hear the conversation between Rupal and myself. So Rupal, here we are again. Hello Richard. (laughs) Hi. Surprisingly, I know. Um, lots of funny to see you today. But I'm just going to address the cameras. I normally have. So this particular episode, we're going to talk about um, what property reality check. Yes. Property reality check. So that's it. So why don't you just kick us off, Rupert? What is what are the realities of property? Things yeah. maybe you don't like so much as well. And- I think the biggest reality check for me uh, that I I find myself sort of talking about a lot with in some ways sort of newer investors who don't have as much experience is really just to not always believe the hype Mm. and that can be uh, taken in so many different directions but one in particular is so for example you know if you are in property investing circles you go to the networking meetings you might have done some training and um, you know all of that kind of stuff all of which can be great you know, I've done some property specific training. I like going to a good property networking meeting. Not all are created equal, but you know, you you go and you experiment and you see what works for you. Um, But what I don't like is a lot of the hype and a lot of the, what seems to me is just like really sort of marketing speak about what property investing is like you know people will be like yeah you can make like i've made seven yeah be a millionaire in 10 minutes or you can do this you know this is this amazing deal that i've done that's netted me like x bazillion pounds and and all of this to say is that it's nothing i don't want to ever take away from anyone else's success if it is well and truly a success and i think that's what is sometimes hard to suss out is like when are people being genuine and when are they cherry picking information cherry picking data or very selectively presenting a deal yeah. and so not again not to take away from other people but as a recipient or a a, a um, of this information i would just say 
ask good questions mm -hmm. and take things with a bit of a grain of salt. You know, ask behind the sexy headline figures and the profit numbers and all that kind of stuff that people are telling you, you know, what is the reality? What went into it? What is the actual performance and not just the projected performance? What is the actual time scale it took for them to get to this amazing, you know, six figure profit deal or whatever they're talking about? Because again, not to take away from the people who are doing it, but I think sometimes we can get so hung up on the headlines and the, the flashy, yeah. sexy numbers and details that we forget that behind all of that success is a lot of graft, a lot of grinding, a lot of challenges. Yeah. And that's the non-sexy stuff that isn't talked about enough or people don't always go into realizing that's what it's going to take. And you and I sort of, you know, to use the term, you know, are a bit sort of we're veterans of this at, <laughs> to, to some extent. You know, we've, yeah. we've had the highs, we've had the lows, we know the pain that goes into every single success that we've ever experienced. And so it's just to be a bit more open about that, you know, to, to encourage others to not just talk about the successes, but some of the challenges, because that is the reality. You know, very little in life comes without a cost in time, energy, effort, whatever. And so, you know, again, just sort of, instead of hyping everything up, let's just be a bit more real about it. Um, glad you said that. Yeah, be real, be authentic, be genuine. Yeah. Um, there's so much we can talk about there. Yeah. The one thing that really pops into my mind is um, I interviewed uh, a, a man called John Howard. I don't know if you know him. I don't him. know him, no. John Howard, he's, um, he's a property trader and uh, developer. Okay. He's, he's, he's really a veteran. Four, yeah. four decades wow. in the business. Wow. So I interviewed him. In fact, I, I read his book before I interviewed him uh, for my podcast. And um, one of the things that he wrote in his book was this. In his 40 years, mm -hmm. he said he'd never had a development project that had been delivered both on time mm -hmm. and on budget. Mm -hmm. And I asked him this and I said, that's incredible. When I read it, it was incredible. Yeah. It was also refreshing, by the way, <clears throat> yeah. to see someone actually write that down and be real about it. Yeah. And I asked him the question and he said, well, yes, it was more about conversion projects in particular. Uh, he said, he, you know, he really had, had not had both of those things happen yeah. together. On the, and that's in 40 years. Yeah. And so um, I guess my takeaway from that is what I don't like, you know, in, in Safari is, is the fake it till you make it yeah. type of thinking. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I think if you're starting out and you're trying to convince people to back you or, you know, take on a service that you're delivering, mm. you need to put your best foot forward. You yeah. need to present yourself in the best possible yeah. light. But um, don't fake it. Don't yeah. say, don't have a photograph of yourself in front of a Ferrari yeah. if you don't own the Ferrari. <laughs> you know, and let people assume that yeah, it's yours. Yeah. That's faking it until you make it. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. You know, so if you be yourself, if you are genuine, yeah. I believe, yeah. and, and just even if you're starting out, just say, I'm recently starting out. Yeah. Um, but these but, are my plans. This is the yeah. very well thought out structure that I want to uh, proceed with. This is the due diligence I've done. That's the thing is like, you know, you don't actually have to fake it. You, all of the preparation you're doing that you would have to do for yourself anyway, if you're sharing that with other people, that should be enough of a credibility, um, you know, sort of a stamp of approval, whatever you want to call it, because that is what is actually important. That's the substance. It's the thought, the time, the effort, the research that goes into everything that you're doing anyway, or should be doing anyway, that if you share it with other people, you know, it's almost hard not to be impressed if it's done very thoughtfully and yeah. carefully. And it reminds me as well, there was a, <clears throat> a colleague, when I, when I was in corporate land, before mm. I sort of came into this crazy world that yeah. we're in, um, I had a marketing director who was a colleague, yeah. and um, he, he said to me, he actually used to have a quote of the day. I used to love that. Oh, okay. And this, this one particular quote of the day has stuck with me. Um, and they just kind of came up with it between themselves. Yep. And it was this, always look for the personal motive. So if anyone's presenting something to yeah. you, 
whether it's an investment proposition yeah. or a service yeah. or any kind of offering. Yeah. And what is their personal motive? Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that it's a bad one necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's got them, we all do, yeah. for what we're doing. Yeah. But look for it. Yeah. And then once we once we understand, maybe we can ask some questions. Yeah. What's in it for you? Well, I, I was just gonna say exactly that. It's like don't even assume, don't, you know, sort of try to play that game. Just ask the question, what do you get out of it? Because obviously for it yeah. to be mutually beneficial, both parties have to benefit. Yeah. So if someone is presenting something to you, just ask the question, well, what are you getting from this? You know, and, and be okay with the fact that of course if you're getting something, the other person should be getting something too. And that's just the reality of business and relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. So you talk about research and doing your due diligence. So that's another thing I strongly believe in. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm looking at my stomach, which is probably not a very good thing to do on a video, but uh, I'm just talking about getting in touch with my gut, yeah. you know, which is quite big in my yeah. case. But, uh, you know, so getting in touch with our instincts yeah. and our judgment. Yeah. But equally, don't just rely on it. It's yeah. not, not really good. So yeah. check. Yes. Trust but verify. Yes. And um, the, verify. the great <laughs> thing about our guts, actually, um, is that apparently our guts literally have some ridiculously high, like billions of brain cells, like neurological cells. So clearly there is something to this sort of trusting your gut. And another great quote someone there's said some is, there, there's right? definitely science there. I've probably butchered the numbers, but um, <laughs> another friend has um, said that a, a quote that I love is, use your gut to tr use your gut to say no but never to say yes oh. and again it's that whole idea of trust but yeah. verify yeah yeah so i think some good points about looking for personal motives yeah. i think you know trust and verify yeah um get in touch with your instincts it's a really good advice i'm trying to think yeah. where else we can maybe take this conversation how things are you know the realities of property yeah i would say the the other one that is it's not sexy and people don't like to hear a really long time and it's not it might be project specific but you know we all set these targets whether it's like a financial target or a property number target and the reality is is that the universe has absolutely zero stake in making that target come true so whether it takes you 10 years or five years is almost irrelevant you know and sometimes it will take you 10 years instead of five but the the, the the key to focus on is that if it is something you truly care about it doesn't matter and as long as you're constantly making progress along the way doing the right things consistently you know educating yourself making sure you're sort of protecting yourself all that kind of stuff doing smart things adding value um it shouldn't matter and so be prepared for things to take a little bit longer if they do, and also be prepared to have your goals be totally, or, or to at least recognize that your goals and targets are just arbitrary. You've just chosen them. You know, why is, why should it take one year instead of 10? Why should it be, I don't know, 20K instead of 100? You know, whatever it is that we're choosing, just recognize the fact that it is arbitrary, but because it's arbitrary, it doesn't matter if it, if it takes a little bit longer, you know, to come to pass. I think you, when you were talking, it reminded me about the idea that we usually overestimate what we can achieve in the short term yes. and massively underestimate what we can achieve in the long term. Yeah, so agreed. That's what came to my mind. Yeah, agreed. I think really, probably in thinking about a closing comment, um, you know, for me, one of the most significant things um, uh, I've kind of learned recently mm. is how much uh, liquid cash or easily liquidatable assets you need mm. in your network. Mm. And so whether it's project specific, mm -hmm. uh, portfolio specific, mm -hmm. or personal network specific, yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's probably between 10 and 20% of liquidatable yeah. you know funds and this is a this is something that i was very grateful to mm -hmm. have actually in my own case so yeah. a lot of people you know speak you know we talk because this is all about risk risk tolerance yeah 
And I was chatting to um, an investor and friend of mine, mm -hmm. and she was saying, I say, people are not going to say the figure, but she said, I feel poor mm -hmm. if I don't have this much money yeah. in the bank. Yep. And I said, where did you get that number from? Because yep. it was a very round figure. Yeah. And she said, I don't know, it just feels like a good number to have. And yeah. I said, what is it as a percentage of your net worth? Yeah. And then, you know, we worked it out. She hadn't done that exercise. Mm. We worked out about 15%. Yeah. And then we had this conversation about what is a good number to aim at. Yeah. Because if your net worth changes, maybe that number should change. Yeah. Anyway, so um, she probably her risk profile might warrant more. Actually. Yeah. So I think she might be thinking more, but she isn't good at all in cash. She's got liquidatable assets. Yeah. In my case, I have a similar sort of scenario. But we talked about someone that she knew who's got zero in, in liquid mm. funds. And, That's and they're, really they're dangerous. They're, yeah, very dangerous. So I think it's this, I know this is kind of a boring topic, but yeah. you know, having you know cash on hand, yeah. and not just to take advantage of opportunities perhaps, yeah. but also in case- Contingencies. Know, contingencies. Yeah. So, I guess that's my closing comment. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm getting a signal perhaps we're talking a little bit too much. Yeah. Time. So I think unless you've got any passing No, comments. that's been great. But like I, you know, what you said, it's not, it's a little bit boring, but you know what? That's the reality of life and, and success sometimes. It just is boring sometimes, but you've got to be comfortable with that. Um, and there's your property reality check right there. There it is. <laughs> you've just closed the show for us. The reality of property from two very honest and genuine people. Thanks, Ruth. Thanks, Richard. 11.23. We're I focusing mean, around the 11 minute mark. Yeah. There you go. Hopefully that was insightful and useful for you. Another conversation between Rupal and I. She's very smart, isn't she? Um, yeah, we've got another couple of those coming up over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully you're enjoying that. And if you've got any type, kind of you know, contributions or thoughts on topics you'd like to hear us dis discuss, whether it's Rupal or myself or indeed perhaps other guests I could perhaps uh, talk to, I'd be happy to hear what your views are. In the meantime, and as usual, the show notes will be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net, so go and check those out, and also our YouTube channel. Um, just starting to grow, as you can see, the video content, so go over and check out the YouTube channels. They're, they're being very well put together, I have to say, by, uh, by my daughter, Natalia, who's uh, is making them look really, really good. So just go and check them out, subscribe, and you can see the videos as and when we post them up, so it's not all going to be audio content that you're going to get from me going forward. But I guess that's all for this week. And so all that remains for me to, be, to say is thanks very much for listening again this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.